Thank you for joining us in The Me Suite. I'm Donna Peters. At the soul of The Me Suite is the conviction that we should run our own personal lives with the same discipline that C-Suites use to run the companies we most admire. The C-Suite wakes up every day focused on three key decisions. Number one, are we living the core values? Number two, is everything humming smoothly day to day? And number three, how do we stay fresh and relevant for the future? We should run our own individual lives no differently. What we value, how we make others feel, how we operate, how we make and spend money, how we stay fresh and relevant, all are decisions we should be making about our own lives. You get the idea. We each need a C-suite mentality to run our own lives. We each need a me-suite, a source of power for the life-minded. Let's get in there. On today's episode of the Me Suite, we're going to focus on the chief executive officer role, the CEO, and the mindsets and disciplines that we can be learning from that role to apply to the way we run our own lives in the Me Suite. And to that end, today I have Meg Powell joining us. Meg is a career CEO, an entrepreneur, and a board advisor. In 2015, for example, she founded Target Pharma Solutions and in 2018 sold that business and continues now on as chair and is also launching some new ventures. She is deep, deep in the healthcare industry, most recently in the area of clinical data and real-world insights. So in addition to being a CEO, she is making significant contributions to health for patients and their families. Meg is an MBA from Stanford and has a doctorate in pharmacy. She is powerful and humble. She is a member of a dual-career family and a mom. She's been living the me-suite mindset before it was cool to call it the me-suite, and maybe I should be calling it the Meg-suite. Today, we will learn from her CEO mindset and disciplines, and I am thrilled to welcome Meg Powell. Thank you so much, Donna. I am just thrilled to be here today, and what an introduction. I can only hope that I can live up to to that (laughs) in in the next uh, hour that we spend together. I know you will, and you know that I love to start each interview by understanding core values and how your personal core values have helped you marshal your own life. Yes, and I'm thrilled to have had the opportunity to reflect on that. You know, I in the conversation that we had prior to this and prepping for today, I really went back to my first job, which was at Eli Lilly as a 24-year-old right out of pharmacy school. And Eli Lilly, for those of you that know the company, large um, pharmaceutical company in the Midwest, and they were predominantly family-owned for a long, long time. A lot of people start and end their career at Lilly. And so they've really spent a lot of time focusing on developing their culture. What I didn't know, because I had no other comparison, was how unique and special that was. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that was drilled into me from the very beginning was the importance of core values. And people, integrity, and excellence was and and continues to be Lily's core values. And I can say, um, not only as an employee, but now as a vendor to Eli Lilly, I see that in every way that they behave and do business. And so when I took those learnings kind of as I continued my career and eventually starting my own company, it was very important to me from the very beginning, especially at Target, that we form what our core values were going to be. And so from the beginning, we, we talked about this. And as a small startup, what was going to be important to us, open communication, transparency, how could we get um, our employees to rally around a common cause. And so we really came up with three core values, respect, commitment, and transparency. The piece for me that has been so 
interesting for me is I had not spent a lot of time thinking about how that translated to my personal life. And yet upon reflection, I realized we actually have done this um, with some purpose in the 20, almost 20 years now that my husband and I have been together and we've formed our family unit. I will say that it really came to fruition when we had our first child um, nine years ago, and my husband and I were looking across the dinner table and saying, what do we really want for our child? Um, mm-hmm. what, what kind of person do we want them to be? Um, what, what, how are we going to instill that in their day-to-day living? And so as a result of those conversations, we really put pen to paper for the first time, even though we had been together you know, a decade at that point, we had never gone through the exercise. But we really came up with three things that were going to be important for us as new parents um, and things that we wanted to instill in our our child and now children. And that was the following. The three things we really wanted for our children were to be kind, to be confident, and to be, we say, be yourself, but wanted them to be authentic to who they were going to be as as an individual and as a person. Mm -hmm. And so we say this now every single day when we depart, whether that's dropping our child off at school or whether that's, you know, us leaving for work or any activity is be kind, be confident and be yourself. And interestingly, my daughter is now almost nine. And after saying that every day and multiple times a day, it really resonates in how I behave as a person Mm. and what I want. And so while we constructed this thinking we were doing it for our children. What my husband and I have realized is it's really become a family mantra. And and I often now, even in the business setting, find myself saying those words to myself, be kind. How can I be kind to this person? Mm-hmm. How can I be confident in my opinion, even if it's, if, if it's different or moving an agenda that might be a little bit different? And finally, being myself. Mm-hmm. So... I oftentimes don't fit the mold for corporate America. I'm a scrappy woman from the Southeast. I have a thick accent. <laughs> you know, I'm from rural North Carolina. I don't have a, the the pedigree, if you will, of kind of, you know, this, this polished corporate person. And yet what I've learned over the years is that when I've tried to pretend to be that person, I, I always fail. And mm-hmm. so how can I show up as myself and embrace those differences and use them to my advantage professionally in addition to what we're doing in our family unit. I love that it's both aspirational and extremely practical when you describe be kind, be confident, be yourself. What happens when you say that to your children and then they walk off to the school? What what happens? Do they reply to you? Do they smile? Do they go, oh, mom? (laughs) What do they say? Well, I have a four-year-old and, and like I said, an almost nine-year-old girl, uh-huh. and I will say it varies. <laughs> Most of the time, I think it it might fall on deaf ears. Uh-huh. My son, it, who's four, turns around and looks and gives me a smile, uh-huh. but I am confident that they are hearing that day after day. Yeah. And even in the in the moment when we have a teaching moment, even with each other, if they you know they're siblings, they fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about pals are kind. We are kind to each other. We are kind to our family mm. unit. And that that means a lot. Um, you know, being yourself, a, a nine-year-old and girl drama, the, let me tell you, it starts young <laughs> these days. And so helping to teach our daughter that it's okay. She doesn't mm-hmm. have to do what all her friends are doing. Yeah. And, and so we just use these three simple words over and over and try to reinforce them in their lives. 
And as a result, we're reinforcing it in our lives. Yeah, I love it. And I always challenge the MeSuite listeners to take away things that they could start doing differently on Monday. And this is a really clear, crisp, practical example. If people haven't sat down as a family unit to think about what their core values are and how they're driving them every day, you've given some really practical, real-life tips. I just I, I just love it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and I, I just want to stress, too, it's come over time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, my as I said, my husband and I have been together almost 20 years. And it, and while I think both of us would say these were our core values for the entire, our entire family relationship, but even before that of who we are as people, yeah, it took us 10 years to really put the words behind that. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and even since then, it's taken even more time to realize how important it is, like I said, in our lives, mm-hmm. not just your children's lives. And so I just stress that, you know, it's, it's not going to change day, the first day you put them on paper, but just the act of even putting them on paper is a big step forward, I think. Yeah. I love it. It's the reality that we are all a work in progress. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. This is pretty aspirational, though. You're making me want to be a better person. (laughs) Well, I hope I I, I can't say I live up to it um, any day, but I sure am trying. Love it. So let's shift over into your career, your business life, and talk about the CEO mindset and disciplines that you bring to work. And how do you think about being a CEO and the way you think as a CEO and examples of the disciplines that you use in your own life because of that mindset that you have? Yes. Well, I think, um, again, some of these connections are not as have not been as obvious until you you challenged me with some of these questions, which I just want to say thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been a really interesting exercise to think through that. You know, I think the most obvious one for me as a CEO or any kind of leader in an organization is, you know, setting a plan, putting metrics behind it and and following through. So being very clear and and concise and precise about what are the objectives that you want to achieve, you know, this year on a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, strategic planning. And I think that that's something that I've had the good fortune of working in large organizations, both at Eli Lilly and GSK, where they were very good at this. And then I was able to transfer that knowledge base to a you know a small startup when we put Target together. Um, obviously, in a small company, you don't have nearly the resources that you have in a large company, and so you have to be a little bit more creative and and quite frankly kind to yourself um, about the expectation and the level of thoroughness. But but even day one at Target, we had you know kind of a, a one year and a five-year goal. I can't say that we had a 10-year goal, uh, a plan put in Mm -hmm. place. And and we started to measure against that. I think, you know, again, with the challenge from you around how how have we done this in my personal life, I I realized that I've actually been doing this for the last 20 years. I had the great fortune of having my first boss at Eli Lilly as a summer intern um, when I was, you know, 22 years old, a guy named Marcus Saba, who took me aside. You know, I was a single uh, young a student at this time trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and how I was going to put all this thing, all of this together. And, you know, I grew up in the South. I grew up in a rural town. I really didn't have a lot of career aspirations. To be honest, you know, career was somewhat of a second thought for me Mm -hmm. just because I, you know, wasn't married, wasn't dating anyone. And so what else was I going to do? But, but, you know, (laughs) start to start to work towards a, a career 
And so Marcus um, sat me down and shared with me a framework that I will forever be grateful that he and his wife had put together about 10 years earlier. So Marcus, at this point, I was in my early 20s. He was probably in his mid mid 30s, um, but he called it three pages and I stole it shamelessly and have used it for the last two decades. Wow. Um, and it's been great. It's been great. And I've shared it with many other people that I've mentored. And to be honest, Mar- Marcus, we still talk to Marcus, both my husband and I both, about this framework. And so maybe on the next chapter of Me Suite, we can put together a book around this because it's been really, really helpful in different ways as our personal life has evolved. But basically, the premise of three pages is you have a one, a three, a one, a five, and a 10 year plan. Mm-hmm. And on, on each page. So you have your one-year page, your five-year page, and your 10-year page. You have kind of three buckets. So what do you want to achieve professionally? What do you want to achieve personally that during that time period? And what do you want to achieve financially? Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, so I, I first did this when I was about 22 and trying to figure out, okay, did I you know, want to retire when I was 45? Or did I want to be a mother? Or what kind of financial security was I aspiring mm-hmm. for? And so as a single person, the exercise was relatively easy because I just had to control my world. Yeah. I will say that as I got married and we, you know, we started to have dialogue, it was, it became more challenging and it's become even more challenging since we've had children. So for instance, my husband would love to be the basketball coach every, you know, of my daughter's team. Uh Uh-huh. But if, if he wants to be the next CEO, the reality of him being able to be home three nights a week to coach her is not going to happen. And so it's the it's figuring out where the mismatch is across all you know these three pages uh, along with these three components of each page. Yeah, and it takes a, it takes a lot of tough conversation. So I can't say we've been great on the metrics part of this, mm-hmm. but my husband and I every January we set aside a day where we force ourselves to write these down. And again, just like with your core values, putting words or thoughts down on paper, that in and amongst itself is has been critical for us to, you know, continue the conversation and generate the conversation around where where does this work and where doesn't this work? And especially like I said with adding children into the mix and now it's gone from controlling one human beings or one person's world to now four people's world. And how do we, you know, mesh all of those things together? We plan to have our children do this. We we talk to them about, you know, kind of what do they want to accomplish this year? Again, trying to instill that growth mindset into them. So what's something that they want to get better at or aspire to do in the next year? And and so we're, again, my children are four and nine, so we're still young in this, but it's it's the experience and the opportunity for us to talk together as a family and come up with this this plan or aka strategic plan um, collectively as a family unit. I am in love with this. I was going to ask you if you envisioned bringing the children in when they're a little bit older. So I, I love that. I would love to challenge listeners to think about how you start to bring children into these conversations that we typically think are adult conversations. And I just love it. Everything about it. Thank you for such a thoughtful answer. You also make me think that we all need a Marcus in our lives. <laughs> who, who is this amazing person? Exactly. Exactly. You know what? I, I have been so fortunate throughout my life to find these people that have taught me so much. Um, and, and, you know, we talk a lot about mentorship and sponsorship. And and I've just, I, I feel so blessed um, because along the way, I have been able to pick up these little nuggets that have been so critical into 
to my path and to my journey. And I will forever be grateful. Yeah, I think I want to throw out a challenge to me, sweet listeners, on a few fronts. One of them is not just what we're learning from the Marcus people in our lives, but where in your life can you be the Marcus for other people? You you mentioned you're already giving it back and paying it forward. And I think we all need to challenge ourselves to do that and to have people remember the concept of the three pages, the financial aspirations, professional aspirations, personal aspirations. It's just a very meaningful framework. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, well, I give all the credit to Marcus and I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I would never have had any of the opportunities I have had without other people. Wow. You know, I'm in my early forties now and it, it's exactly that challenge mm-hmm. that you ju- just thrown to all of us about how do we make sure that we're more consciously providing those opportunities for others? Yeah. It's really easy, especially in this chapter, to just continue with your your blinders on and your head down because we're so busy and to like be able to give time to anybody else. But if people hadn't given to me, I would have never been where I am. And mm-hmm. and so I, I think that that is a, a really good reminder for all of us. And Well, I did introduce you as powerful and humble, and I think you're living up to my, in, my introduction <laughs> right now. Well, so you're terrific. too kind, Donna. So terrific. <laughs> I like to throw out a broad question to my Me Sweet Sweeteners. I had specifically asked you to come here and talk about CEO, but is there anything else in your mind that you think is critical to thinking in a Me Sweet mindset that you would like to share with the listeners? Yeah, you know, one other piece of advice, and I I cannot even remember who gave it to me, but I will say that has been so critical to how I have personally made decisions and how we've made decisions as a family. Mm -hmm. Something, my husband and I are dual career. um, And and we have two children and managing that balance has not been easy. Mm-hmm. It's interesting as a woman, you know, early in my career, I thought, oh, I need to meet other women. I need to have female mentors. And this is so important to me. And what I realized is I had a lot of female mentors and I've been blessed by that. But none of them really were dealing with the same challenges I was dealing with, which is this dual career with children. So mm-hmm. a lot of people had made the decision to have their partner step out of the career to be able to ba- to ha- try to have that balance or work-life integration. And so I had the good fortune, again, you know, talking about how people have shaped my career and my opportunities. A woman named Christy Schaefer, who now is a partner at Hatteras Ventures, but she was CEO of Inspire Pharmaceuticals here in the Triangle area. And I'll never forget, I uh, had the opportunity to meet her about five, six years ago now. And I left our lunch and went to my car and literally cried because mm-hmm. she was the first person that I could relate to on all the roles that I play. So the role of CEO, the role of spouse, the role of mother, mm. the role of community you know, member. But in all of this kind of discussion, the the piece that I think that is so important is that a lot of times when you're making personal decisions, professionally, it's really easy. For me, it's pretty easy to to make decisions. You get as much data as you possibly can, and you use that data at that moment of time to make the best decision you possibly can. Mm -hmm. I think personally, the hard part is how do you weight each element of data that you have. And it often becomes much more subjective for me in the way I make personal decisions because each of these roles that I play 
given the decision on the table, may be weighted differently. And so back to this piece of advice I got early on was that, you know, it's much easier to find a light, uh, to find a new job or new career opportunity than it is a life partner. Mm. And that's a piece that I, again, kind of one of these little nuggets of advice that I have lived by. And now I like to share with others because oftentimes when you're balancing dual careers and um, you know, who's going to stay home with the sick kid or uh-huh. who's not going to travel this day because my husband and I have made a commitment that we won't, you know, as much as possible, both of us will not be gone at the same, on the same night um, so that we can be here for our children. You know, who, who's, whose job is more important. Mm. And, uh, or, and, and, and oftentimes we, you know, that's not always an easy and clear choice. Yeah. And so back to weighing this kind of personal role of partner and and mother, you know, I, I oftentimes probably overweight that um, because that has that's a priority for me. I can find another job. Mm-hmm. I will not be able to find another life partner in the same way and, and making those trade-offs. Um, so I think that that's probably like the last piece of or kind of morsel or nugget yeah. of uh, advice that I hear uh, consciously on a, on a daily basis as I make those decisions. And so even though it might not be the most rational decision, you know, Mm-hmm. so-and-so has makes more money, whichever partner, you know, should we, should we chase that person's career versus the other, et cetera, is making those decisions together and, and allowing yourself to make somewhat unrational decisions by putting more weight on your role of partner and your role of mother, I think is, is, has been really important for me. Yeah, I love it. It's a beautiful story. And uh, the shout out to Christy Schaefer, we all need a Christy Schaefer in our lives. <laughs> for right? sure. And for sure. She's a very special woman. So yeah. uh, I, hope, I hope some of your listeners know her as well. I have a Me Sweet podcast on the concept of, of building your own personal board of directors. And one of the tips in there is to make sure that you are picking people who can truly help advise on the dimensions that you're wanting advice on. And I like the way you illuminated that Christy was able to hit on all the pieces that you were trying to put together as a CEO, as a spouse, as a mother, et cetera. And it's a really nice example of how to think about the mentors or board, personal board of directors that you want to bring in your life. Absolutely. Certainly, Target Pharma Solutions has been a very successful venture for you, and congratulations. Thank you. I understand that you're on the cusp of a new adventure. Is that right? Yes, I am. I, I will say that one of the things that's been really important before I jumped into this new venture is to have a period of rest. So I've been very fortunate to have some sabbatical and rest time. I stepped aside as CEO in February of 2019 from Target, you know, growing a company from zero to 75 employees in such a short amount of time, selling the, selling the company, um, c- you know, continuing to watch it grow and thrive. Um, but I was exhausted after that period of time. And so for the last nine months, I've had the great opportunity of doing stuff I wanted to do, continuing in my business you know, uh, efforts, mm-hmm. but also spending time reading, spending more time with my children, spending more time with my parents who you know, are, are getting older and dealing with some health issues. And, and it has been a fabulous gift that I've had this nine months. However, mm-hmm. I am starting to get a little antsy. <laughs> 
But but this go around, I am things that are driving me are really the people that I work with and the and the work that we're going to do. So we have we are at the very early stage of forming a life science accelerator called Five Hundred One Ventures. A shout out to fifteen five hundred one for those of you that know the. Duke Chapel Hill rivalry, you will know that that's the highway that uh, separates the two universities by nine miles and being in <laughs> Tar Heel my whole life. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, ignore that. Um, also acknowledging that there's great stuff that happens nine miles down the road. But uh, anyway, so we assembled a team of people that I've worked with at different points in my life that complement each other very well. Mm. And we are currently actively looking for assets that we can accelerate in development. Again, you know, working on how do we get drugs to patients faster and cheaper. And I feel like there's a lot of inefficiency in the drug development world, as we all know. Mm. And so our our new venture will hopefully tackle that for a, a small sector and most importantly, um, get to, to challenge a, a really tough problem with people that I respect and are m- much smarter than I am. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with them more and getting smarter each day and as we get this thing off the ground. Wow. I since I know you, I'm never surprised by the terrific things that you do, but I continue to be amazed when I learn what they are. This is so impressive. It's very energizing. Well, thank you, Donna. And thank you for all that you've done. And, you know, you've certainly been one of those people along my life path that has given me morsels of wisdom. And I'm so excited too, for what you're doing with me, sweet, and getting this message out there about how we can be more disciplined in our personal lives. Oftentimes, it doesn't feel like we have the time or energy to to focus on it. But um, just even what I've learned during some of my sabbatical the last nine months, just how critical it is and how mm. much more effective we are if we allow ourselves these pauses along the way. So yeah. thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you. You're such a role model and your children have won the embryo lottery and I can't <laughs> wait to see what they become. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you. Thank you for giving us today your energy, your brain, your encouragement. And I look forward to reading more about 501 Ventures. Thank you so much for the interview. Thank you, Meg. Thanks, Donna. Take care. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. I'm Donna Peters. Have we got you thinking about your core values and what you're needing in your own Me Suite? Subscribe to the podcast. Share your core values with us and visit me on Facebook or at themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. Sweet like executive suite. Themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.